Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! The stars offered me box seats, luxury box suites for game seven? I think it was game six. And I said, hey, Stanley Cup could get handed out tonight. I've always wanted to be in the building when the Stanley Cup gets handed out. And she said, we came down here for George Strait. We're going to George Strait. How about that? So I walked out of uh, Cowboys Stadium. And I'm like, hey, who won the Stars game? Who won the Stars game? (laughs) It's Dallas in 2000. No, the who, the what? And I'm like, this wouldn't have happened in Winnipeg. They know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. That absolutely is. We're coming in hot to a brand new week. Good morning and good afternoon, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. It's funny the gents would play that clip to open the show because I was just thinking this morning there's a George Strait song for every situation. There you is. always find one. Yeah. Yeah. So how's it going, Moose? It's going great. You're excited, eh? Oh, yeah. You should be. Let's you go. should be. You are coming up in the quick six show topics here, by the way. So oh, wow. just hang on. Hang on. Okay. It's a very big day today. It is the 500th episode of the Rod Peterson Show. How and about it's kind that? Of, how about that? Rick Regan's been with us right from day one, the big voice guy. And, you know, last Thursday was our two-year uh, birthday episode, and then this today, the 500th episode. And a guy texted me, you might know him, by the name of Duke Myers. Yes. And he said, you know, way to go, Rod. I'm so proud of you. A lot of people didn't think you'd last two months, and now it's two years. I'm like, I'll take the compliment. (laughs) (laughs) I think he meant it as a compliment, right? Do you think it wouldn't last two months? Nobody likes you, but I like you, Derek. Listen, I don't care what anybody else says. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like you. So here we are for the 500th episode. Quite a ride it's been, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, 500. And you start thinking about that. I mean, that's it's hard to do. You know, and this is a little, I mean, it's a, it's a daily talk show. But when a, when a television show of any kind can get to 100 episodes, that's a big deal. And we thought 100 was a really cool oh, yeah. deal. 500's wild. Um, and it's, it's incredible. And, and it feels like we're just getting started. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? And we're at 500 episodes. Big so. one. Uh, big one. Kelly Mars wrote me. And he says, man, the biggest thing is you look like you're having a lot of fun. I said, we are. <laughs> I don't think you can fake that. Yeah. So, anyways, you got a lot, a lot of messages coming in on the Prairie Mobile text line, and I'll get to that uh, later. This is the warm-up for E. Cole Electric. And we got all our rowdy friends are coming over here for episode number 500 today. Gary Lawless, who was our very first ever guest 500 episodes ago, the Golden Knights insider, will be joining us from Vegas. Great day to talk to Gary. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arash Madani of Sportsnet and the keeper of the cup, Phil Pritchard, who's become a good friend of ours. He's got that cup (sighs) shined up and ready to go to Vegas, I think. And I got some questions for him on parties and legendary stuff. See, see what's going to happen with the Stanley Cup. So yep. that's what's happening today. Let's get to the quick six show topics, please. Thank you, Director Jordan. Jordan's really got a bounce in his step today. Did you yeah. notice? I don't know what it is. If he's got a new pair of sandals or what. But I noticed, Jordan. Number one weekend NHL leftovers. Where do we start? Uh, this is in my Monday morning goalie column today at rodpeterson.com. A lot of my thoughts are there. I got a lot. I'm not surprised that the Vegas Golden Knights have roared back to tie up Colorado in that round two series, two games to two. I watched every game all year. Vegas is at least as good as Colorado. The standing said as much. So here we are going to Denver 2-2 and all Mo 
is on the Golden Knights side. That's my take there. Um, can I just say, of the eight teams left in the Stanley Cup playoffs, three of their coaches are Notre Dame Hounds grads, Rod Brindamore, John Cooper, and Barry Trotz. How about that? How about that? Wow. How about um, that? And a lot happens in a week, and I'll, and I'll just stop, because i got a plethora of NHL thoughts coming out of the weekend. One week ago today, Winnipeg was, or, uh, Montreal was playing Toronto in Toronto in Game 7. One week later... Montreal's got the Jets on the verge of a sweep. Game four tonight. Winnipeg's first elimination game of the spring is tonight in Montreal. A lot can happen in a week, Darren. Something special is happening in Montreal. Oh, yeah. Something special is going on, and it's really hard to explain. But that's what makes sports so amazing is there's no reason for Montreal to be in this position. You know, probably shouldn't have got out of the first round. They shouldn't be doing what they're doing to Winnipeg. But guess what? They are. They're doing it. And that's what makes sports amazing is, is uh, the Canadians are a wonderful story right now, and they're playing really good hockey. It is a great story. From some of our viewers, from Pat Doyle. I love me some Pat Doyle. Tim Horton's guy. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, congrats on the 500th episode, gents. Thank you, Pat. Can't wait to get you out on our next sports trip. Last one we did was Houston, right? And Patty was there. Oh, yeah. We went to the Golden Corral, and we had a big old time. From Jeff the Stamps fan, congratulations, 500 episodes. No, where is it? Jeff the Stamps fan. And we'll still all be watching when you get to show 5,000. Thank you, Jeff. We have a very special relationship, Jeff and I, as you know. Yes. Um, David Asplin, congratulations on 500 episodes. From Winnipeg, I wish Winnipeg would run four in a row, but not likely patiently waiting for Blue Bomber football. Lee Bishop, uh, Lee Bishop watching in Greenfield, Indiana. Congratulations, 500 episodes and just getting warmed up. He said it, and he's right. We're just getting warmed up. A lot of exciting things to come. I think the Winnipeg Jets could win four in a row. Am I crazy? It starts with one. I just think they could. You don't. No, I can't I, tell by the look on your face you don't think It's so. hard, really hard, well, of course, very but, difficult. But, yeah, why not? They're deep. You know, we know that they can they can score. Um, they're having some trouble right now against Carey Price. And Connor Hellebuck can win you four in a row by himself. So you've got the goaltending. I mean, Montreal's proven that if you've got a good goaltender, you can win games. But, man, it's hard to beat, what do you want to call it, fate, destiny, magic, whatever Montreal's got going on. That stuff's hard to beat, man. So can it be done? Absolutely. It's going to be really tough, but uh, the series, I, I think it's still far from over. I really do. Warm-ups brought to you by E-Call Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw. E-Call Electric, let's get to work. Right after this little coffee break here. We got to move on. We got a lot to get to on a busy weekend, Darren. Point two, the Titans trade for Julio Jones, your team. Your phone's been going off. I don't really get it. It's Jones and a second for a second and a sixth. They're, Jones in a sixth, I believe, is coming to Tennessee. Atlanta's getting a second-round pick. And a sixth. And a sixth. That's, not a, that's not, a not a lot for one of the best receivers in the National Football League. Yeah, one of the best of all time, too. Second and a fourth. There. Thanks, Clark. Um, one of the best of all time. If you're going by Julio Jones, the all-time great, yeah, the Titans fleeced him. But if you're going to sit here and get the 30, what, two-year-old receiver that you're getting now, 31 or 32, um, maybe it's okay. Nobody was willing to give up a first-round pick, so the second-round pick became the ask. I think the Titans got a steal. Look at Julio Jones. He has more 100-yard receiving games in the past decade 
than the Titans do as a franchise combined. Every receiver that's been through that team well, there you go. in the last 10 years. There Julio Jones has more 100-yard games. So he adds that threat, replaces Corey Davis, you know, takes a little bit of the pressure off A.J. Brown. I think this makes them a real big threat in the uh, AFC. Well, uh, Keyshawn Johnson this morning on ESPN said, do they even need him? Which tells me how good people think the Titans are. Yeah. But it reminds me of the great Bobby Vespesiani. He was an assistant GM here with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He was the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. And you know the line I'm going to use. Better is better. Julio Jones makes you better. Right? Absolutely. Regarding the Winnipeg Jets winning four straight and coming back, John Ohm in Winnipeg says, You're crazy, Rod. Hasn't been done since 1975. Wowzers. Uh, yeah, I've been called crazy before. But if you think like that, it's not going to happen. Come on, Winnipeg. I saw Bob Irving's tweet about the Jets being a hot mess. I'm like, now is not the time to fold on the team. We went through this once already. But if you want to be like that, be like that. <clears throat> if, you're gonna, if you think it's not going to happen, <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's right. I can tell you that for free. Point three, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Logan Paul. I didn't even know about this fight until the Asian sensation Alan Lee, our intern, wrote about it for RodPeterson.com. I didn't know it was happening. Hence, I wasn't going to watch it. I'm a fool, me once kind of guy, Darren. You and I went and watched Mike Tyson and uh, Roy Jones Jr., and it was, wasn't good. We walked out of Ballers that night going, what did we just spend three hours on? I know. So I didn't watch this, did you? No, I went out for dinner, and I caught a little bit of the, the early fights, so I didn't watch. I wasn't going to go home and pay for it, and I really didn't want to stay for three hours. I knew what it was going to be. It's another exhibition. I didn't stay long enough, unfortunately, to watch Ocho Cinco in one of the earlier bouts he was fighting. I heard that. And, I want, and you love him. I love Ocho Cinco. He's one of my favorites. As a kid, I was, he was a big fan, um, but... That's the one I wanted. He got knocked down, but I think he, from all accounts, he did really well in, in the fight. There was no winner announced, and same with this, even though it looked like uh, Mayweather just uh, had his way with, uh, was it Logan Paul? Yeah, but it was ended in a tie. Well, of course <laughs> it did, because there's no, no referees. There's no judges. If I'd have paid for that, I'd have been very upset. Yeah. I'd have put it that way. Uh, from Tacona Pauli watching in Winnipeg, he says, yes, Rod, but Snoop's was worth it. Snoop Dogg made the Mike Tyson fight Tolerable. Yes. And he was just providing color commentary. <laughs> um, Arlen Bruce, the third's watching, says love conquers all. He said, it happened to me. It's professional football. He should have went to Green Bay. He's talking about Julio. Well, it's Tennessee that made the trade. And Arlen, Arlen's agent emailed me on the weekend. And he said, thanks for the great show and your special relationship with Arlen Bruce. I said, it's not any overly thing. I love, I love me some Arlen Bruce I have since way back in the day when he ripped out the Spider-Man mask and pulled it on after a touchdown one night. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. And they got fined for it. What the hell's I wrong know. with professional sports anymore? It's no fun. CFL weekend leftovers. As I move on, um, a couple things that came out of the week. Listen, I was having supper. On Saturday night, and a friend said, I was talking about our John Ryan interview last week on this show, and, I, and uh, the friend said, John, I forgot John Ryan even played for the Rough Riders. And our friend's a rider season ticket holder. Like, this is an out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing. So let me just say that you got 
you got to play, but they might not play. And I said to Darren, I will defer to him on this, that I was going to tee you up. I saw the two big articles from 3downnation.com, 3dunknation.com on the weekend. One is that the CFL has told the Players Association, June 14th you'll be given, is the latest date you'll be given final direction for this season. And I took that as, is that a drop dead date for a confirmation of a season? Because if it is, that's the way I read it, Darren. And if that's the case, then that tells me that there's still some wiggle room to not have a season. And everywhere I go, if people are talking about the Rough Riders, because believe me, there are a lot, they think they're playing. They saw it on the news, as my neighbor said. And I'm like, but yeah, sure. As long as there's still a drop dead date, there's a chance that they won't. That's how I read that article. How did you read it? Yeah, you know, there is a chance for sure. You know, I read it as that's when they're going to find out if they're going to camp, you know, in the middle of July, if they're going to start on August 5th. They're going to get that information. So an August 5th date, nothing's going to happen after June 14th. So you'll know about August 5th. But when we got the information from the players, right? When we talk about timelines and walking it back, I still think we need at least six weeks of yeah. notice. So from the 14th of June, camps can't open for six weeks after that. Maybe they'll open on the 10th and they'll rush the players in, which wouldn't surprise me. But if camps aren't going to open for six weeks after that, and then you need two weeks of camp and then the season, you can start looking at the date. Won't be August 5th. Might be closer to Labor Day. That's what we might hear on June 14th, but there is absolutely a chance that the season still might not happen. Pause. Arlen Bruce III watching from America. He says, find $4,000 for the Spider-Man mask. Who was the commissioner then? Was it Tom Wright? Like, make me the commissioner because I would have strippers and midgets and unicorns and at every game. How about that? Make it. About the energy. You got to find the guy $4,000 because he pulled out a Spider-Man mask out of his tights after the game or after a touchdown. And <laughs> how is that a problem? It's not. It's not at Again, all. I'm a Chad. They should have given him $4,000. I'm a Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco fan. He did a proposal to a cheerleader on the sideline. He pulled out the, the orange cone and pretended to putt like Tiger Woods. He did everything, right? <laughs> right. He put, put on the Hall of Fame jacket when he was still playing. I mean... He was the king of it. So when Arlen did that, I mean, that's, I'm all about that. That's entertainment, and it's not hurting anybody. It's not offensive to anybody. Ah, Arlen says he's currently living in Vancouver. Gotcha. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Bo was in the locker room last week and says the practice jerseys are hung and the nameplates are up. What does that remind me of? My mom's setting the supper table for all the farmhands, even though supper wasn't ready yet. It just distracted them. To think supper was on his way, which inevitably it was. But I just to put a, I, listen, I don't. What I say, I'm a fool me once guy, not gonna fool me twice. That there's a lot of hurdles left to go. And then the and the last thing, because we're running out of time here, was the the report that CFL players are gonna be housebound. That's the term that was from Farhan. And incidentally, none of this is the CFL's fault. We're seeing what's going on in America, rocking, they're rolling, and up here, not. This is not the CFL's fault. And I guess Farhan said it. You're going to ask an American player that's been living wide open in Texas for six months to come up here and be housebound in Canada for how long? Three months? Like, it seems nearly impossible. You brought up the WHL players. They were going stir-crazy in there for two months. Two months. They were going crazy. 
and ready to get out. And it's really, really tough. And now you're talking about doing this to, you know, grown men who have families. You know, they're not only just missing them, but we're talking about a CFL season. And you're going to take a pay cut to do this, too? And be stuck like that? It probably isn't going to go over that well. Um, and you'll and then you'll see photos and pictures of people at the beach and different places and filling the Costco shopping centers and everything else. And I'm stuck in my house and I can't leave. It's not going to fly. It's getting bad. It's gonna yeah. It's getting bad. And I don't think it'll go over that well. I really don't. Um, but maybe we'll be in a different position by then, and they won't need to go that way. Um, Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says that list of entertainment sounds like a Gleberman's proposition. Well, thank you. Lonnie Gleiberman and I are very close friends. <clears throat> we come from the same school. Um, we're going we're gonna to break here. Uh, Habs for Life watching in Vancouver says, I feel unpatriotic for not watching the gold medal game. LOL. Don't. I'm trying to exercise moderation with my hockey watching. I didn't watch a shift of the Hockey Canada World Championships. I knew two guys on the team. Mangiapane seemed to be the only, and I don't know him, he seemed to be the only guy doing anything was Mangiapane, and then Braden, Braden Schneider, the Wheat Kings, because the Wheaties were posting all kinds of stuff. Was Connor Bedard playing? No. <laughs> Not interested. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I didn't, and I hate to admit it because I love watching Canada play at any uh, event, but just it just didn't do it for me, unfortunately, and that's too bad because I've been consumed with the NHL playoffs and the World Championships on the, for the most part don't get me there. Connor Brown, by all accounts, you know, he played really well. Andrew Maggiapani, and to win it in overtime, I mean, is amazing exciting. for Canada. The highlights did it enough for me. Amazing. Great goal in overtime. Way to go, guys. Uh, and Terry Carrier watching says, I love the CFL, but I just glaze over right now for CFL season talk. How about them Habs? I had a friend, I was talking in the States the other day, and uh, he was like, I want to blow my brains out every, with the CFL stuff. Like, enough, I'm done. So we're going to talk about who is playing. You good? Good. Uh, point five was the Jays uh, drop a weekend series to Houston. They're six games out as we enter a brand new week. I don't think anybody's catching Tampa. And I left number six blank. And the rock star of the uh, day Friday was John Frenzy. Just so you know. The keeper of the cup, Phil Pritchard, joins us from the Hockey Hall of Fame next. You're watching the RP Show. This has been the warm-up for Ecole Electric. And you're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome back, everybody. The RP Show continues coast to coast. On Game Plus Television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Plus live on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Stanley Cup playoff games tonight. There are two. Islanders at the Bruins. That series is 2-2. And the Habs look to sweep out Winnipeg. 3-0. The Habs lead the series. Let's go uh, to Southern Ontario now. Our good friend Phil Pritchard joining us from the Hockey Hall of Fame. The keeper of the cup on a very special day. 500th episode. How you doing, Phil? Rod, I'm doing great, and congratulations on the 500th episode. That's good. Thank, thank you, buddy. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you helping us out so much along the way. I understand that you have Stanley with you, and I'm just wondering if you have your plane tickets 
booked for Vegas to hand it out to the Golden Knights? Or uh, what's happening there with you well, and Stanley? All right. Well, that, you that's a two-part question. On one part, I will. Uh, I have Stanley here. It here. So How about that? You know, uh, we hasn't that? really traveled a lot in, in Ontario. We've been in quarantine, so the cup has kind of stayed in my house, actually, because I traveled back from the States and had to come home. Second part, uh, I don't have a ticket booked to Vegas yet. We're still waiting to see what happens, but who knows? They're playing great, and with uh, all the clubs that are playing right now, they're all very worthy, and we'll see what happens. Yes. Hey, ha- let me ask you this. What's been your favorite series so far through all the round ones and then round two? What what has had your attention the most? Well, you know what? I mean, Rod, obviously we're Canadians and we focused a lot on the Scotia division and watched the Canadian teams play all year and it was great. But now you begin to watch these American teams play and wow, they're big, they're fast, they're precise. Uh, I've loved watching the Colorado Vegas series. It's It's so even right now. And uh, Tam- I, I love the Tampa, Florida in the first round, a battle of uh, the state of Florida. And Tampa has come out on top and now trying to Carolina. It's, I, I think we've got some great hockey, but you know what? We're not even halfway done the playoffs yet, so there's lots more <laughs> to come. Isn't that something? Well, they always say round one's the best, and it probably is, but um, I'm with you on the Colorado-Vegas thing. Clearly, I'm a Golden Knights fan. I thought they'd be defensive, mucky games because that's what they were the, between the two in the regular season. Phil, they have opened it up, man. They've taken the governors off. That is some wild hockey going on down there. It is. And and you know what? I mean, not enough attention has been given to Grubauer or Fleury, I think. I mean, those guys have been playing their hearts out. And goalies are always a huge part of playoffs. You look in the North Division, Price and Hellebuck are, are playing unbelievable as well. And every team left, they got great goaltending right now. But as you said, you gotta you got to really pour on the uh, offense of that and that's what Colorado and, and Vegas are doing it's every game it's a different day and there's tons going on in each end of the ice I will get to the viewer comments in a moment there's some very interesting ones here Arlen <laughs> Bruce yeah well and they're, they're all well, listen why not Arlen Bruce CFL great bound for the Canadian Football Hall of Fame I think he writes in he says you can feel the energy just looking at the Stanley Cup it's the most iconic trophy, <laughs> Phil. You and I have touched about that. Uh, the the Hockey Club podcast, watching in Tallahassee, Florida. I drove in a car to Pittsburgh Airport from Wheeling, riding in the back seat, using the cup as an armrest. Amazing memory, says the Hockey Club. But speaking of Vegas, Phil, were you there with Ovi? And if so, what can you tell about the Ovechkin run with the Stanley Cup? You know what? That was that was unbelievable. First of all, for Vegas to get in all the way to the Stanley Cup final in their inaugural year and an unbelievable team that the Knights had that they put together. They ran into a hot Washington team and it gets one in Vegas. And I, and we all saw the emotion that Alex had on the ice and it was unbelievable. And it carried on into the dressing room and then to the hotel party. And I think it was, might've been 11, 1130. The hotel party had uh, the family and friends and that, and, Alex wanted to take it to a, a local club uh, over by MGM. So we all got in the bus, all the players, myself, Craig Campbell, the other Hall of Fame rep. And we went down Vegas Boulevard about halfway down the strip. As anyone knows that's been to Vegas, you can never move on that road. So Alex had the great idea. Let's get out of the bus and we'll just walk down the middle of uh, Las Vegas Boulevard and on to the MGM Grand. So if you were there that night... 
you saw the entire Washington Capitals team with Alex holding the cup over his head, walk right through MGM Grand, <laughs> through all the areas and right into the club. And you know what? Uh, we were talking to Alex afterwards and saying, Alex, you usually don't go out and visitors teams cities after you won. It's a bit disrespectful. And, and he explained to me, and it was really well thought out. He said, Vegas is a town for everybody. There's people from all over the world. And I know there was people from Washington there that night, and there was people from my hometown in Russia. So Vegas is a city for everybody. So made a lot of sense. We had a lot of fun. And hey, the early the next morning, we were on a plane back to Washington and the festivities began there as well. Amazing story. I'm glad I asked. And interesting that Craig Campbell's never brought that story up to me. He doesn't tell me the party <laughs> stories. But, Phil, you would know Bob Mor- Morielli, Mike's dad. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. he's the has been the keeper of the Grey Cup. And I remember when we got our, our ring ceremony with the Grey Cup, we went to a club. Same thing. And Bob was watching the Grey Cup like you would watch your kid in a swimming pool. Did I ever tell you that? Like, you just – is it exhausting in a way, not taking your eyes you off know, it? You like know what? I don't know if exhaustion is the right word. I, I think emotional is the right word because you you get taken in with all the emotions that are going on, all the excitement, not only from the the players and the team, but the fans and their family in that. And it, hey, it's uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy every moment of going out with a cup because it's amazing. The things that are go, it's so powerful. And as you said, it's the best trophy in sport. It's three feet high. 36 pounds, but it's, if it could talk, well, let's face it, you wouldn't be talking to me on the 500th episode, you'd be talking to the cup. Right, well, we'll take you, (laughs) Phil. And you said also he's the best roommate, right? What'd you say? He never talks back? Doesn't hog the shower? Yeah, yeah, you know what? My wife's not listening here, but it's the only place I ever get an argument, and I win the argument, so it's good. (laughs) There there you go. How about that? that? There you go. Uh, John... John is watching in Winnipeg. John Omi says, Phil, what's the most unusual thing or unique name engraved on the cup? Unique name. Wow. Uh, That's a good one. I actually, you know what? We started looking through guys' names way back. And in the 30s, Stafford Smythe, who ultimately became a big part of the Maple Leafs, was the mascot back in 1932. He was seven years old at the time, and he got his name on the cup. You imagine being seven years old going to grade two, and you tell the teacher that your name is engraved on the Stanley Cup. I, I think that's that's pretty neat for Stafford. Obviously, you went on to bigger and better things, but to me, that's a story that doesn't get told a lot. Yeah, I did not know that. And actually, I'm, I know with the Grey Cup, there's some interesting names on there, but that's just zany CFL history, right? It's like the same <laughs> owner's kid or trainer's brother or whatever. But um, what about the, the deal with the rings, man? Like, obviously... Where, where are you at with that, like with the lengthening the cup? I never quite got the full story on that. Let's see if we can see this. So I'm going to do some altering here. but Yeah. Can you see that okay? Is that, yes, how's we, that yeah. looking there? That's perfect. That's good. So we, got, we have five rings on here, and the bottom ring has three teams on it so far, Tampa being the most recent. So it's got 10 teams to go because every ring has 13 rings on or 13 teams on it. And once that gets full – this ring here, we will remove, and that'll go into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Then we'll slide the others up, so all the rings will come up one. We'll add a new ring to the bottom. So the, the cup's going to evolve. It's going to change, but it's going to remain the same. And as uh, Brian Trache, a good old Saskatchewan boy, once said, it's the perfect height to hold over your head. And, 
you know, I think when you've won the cup seven times, you, you kind of listen to people like that. And what Brian said, it was very simple, but it made a lot of sense. And that's what we try and go by. We keep it this same look and style, but it evolves. Six Stanley Cups for Brian, the pride of Val Marie, Saskatchewan. Absolutely love that guy. Um, I've asked one you as this. assistant coach, too. Yeah, that's right. Well, with Pitts- one, yeah. Yeah, with Pittsburgh, yeah. With uh, Colorado. Oh, Colorado. with Colorado? Yeah, and, and playing with yeah, Pittsburgh. Sorry. From a Penguins yeah. fan, Rachel, our intern, says, and I've asked you this before, Phil, but she hasn't seen it. She says, what's your favorite day with Stanley that you've ever been part of, like an individual player's day? And if you recall, you told me that it was in Germany, I believe, but you go ahead if, yeah. with Grubauer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I mean, Rachel, a great question. Uh, I'm going to break it down into two things. Each year when Craig and I walk out on the red carpet, to me, that's a really special day because it's a new chapter in the life of the Stanley Cup. So that every year that happens. But a special day, I mean, I, I know, and we just talked about Philip Grubauer earlier playing with Colorado now, but when he won in Washington and we took it back to the Bavarian Mountains in just outside of Munich in Germany, it was pretty special. We had uh, mountain climbed up to a top of the Bavarian mountain, the tallest one in Germany, overlooking Austria. And, and standing there with the Stanley Cup on the Bavarian mountains with a Stanley Cup champion from Germany, you think, wow, has this game ever evolved? And Canada's gift to the world is, is pretty amazing because every country in the world wants to uh, play hockey now. And ultimately, they want to win the Stanley Cup and bring it home and Grubauer got to do that, and we went mountain climbing. And didn't you say a cow came down and drank out of the cup? <laughs> yeah, a cow. It was funny. Uh, on our way back, this herd of cows came over, and, and I don't know if it was the silver from the cup rod uh, that attracted the cow, but they came over, and one cow stuck his head right in there and started licking. I guess it must like Bavarian beer, too. <laughs> no kidding. Two uh, last questions. Ryan's watching in Saratoga, New York. He says, question for Phil. What happened with the Dallas Stars and the dent in the Stanley Cup? Or is that a story on a need-to-know basis? You know what? I mean, when you think when Dallas won, that was 22 years ago now. So, boy, has time ever flown. Uh, that summer was pretty unbelievable. Those guys, probably one of the craziest times there was. It was well before social media sorry my dog's barking here it's chasing you're good. after something you're good uh, well before social media but the guys hung around with harley guys and that and in dallas you know anything goes in dallas so we were at harley boy harley davidson biker bars and all over the place with it and we had a lot of fun i mean the the night before the parade we were at uh we were at this party in a house and it was an indoor in-ground pool and the cup actually got passed down one level and ended up into the pool uh no fault of anybody's but pantera was the house we're at the great rock band pantera and they were huge hockey fans as well but as i mentioned when you're in dallas anything seems to happen and it certainly did that that summer yeah, uh, sounds like Lud- sounds like Ludwig was in charge of your uh, itinerary there. <laughs> Am I right? Well, Craig was the ringleader then, and he still is now. If you go to Dallas and you don't phone him, he'll be pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lastly, Phil, you waiting to hand out the Stanley Cup is a lot better this year than last because we talked to you in your hotel room. Just was it horrible? Was it horrible in the bubble? Because I'm hearing from more and more guys, it's not. It's not a holiday. Well. 
yeah, no, it wasn't a holiday at all. And I'd probably never be on my top 10 vacation list to hang out in an Edmonton hotel. But, you know, you got to give credit to where it's due. And the NHL did an unbelievable job. And I mean, for the Lightning and Dallas Stars to be 65 days in the bubble and make it work, it was amazing. But as we sat in that hotel that day when we were speaking, I mean, the same process happened. Obviously, there was new rules and regulations and we had to wear a mask and that. I think the most unique part of that is is when we walked out in the ice and all you could hear was the sounds of the blades on the ice rocking back and forth. There was no sound at all. The guys were so excited but so nervous and obviously there was no fans. So you could hear all the players just rocking back and the sound of their blades digging into the ice. It was it was really special. And then obviously once Commissioner Batman started they started talking and everything, but that whole walkout was very surreal. But I'm glad they pulled it off, and, and this year is going to be a bit different. I don't know how it's going to work totally yet because we're still working out the rules and regulations, but we're getting there. There's light at the end of the tunnel, Rod, and I think we know how long the tunnel is now, so it's all good. <laughs> no kidding. It's very, very, very special. It was cool watching you guys walk out, and but it looks like that'll be an experience you won't have to <laughs> endure again. Phil, the stories are always awesome, my man. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs, and I look forward to when we do it again soon. Perfect. And once again, congratulations on the 500. Maybe we can do the 1,000 or the 5,000. <laughs> that would be great. Absolutely. <laughs> From your place. All right. Thanks, Phil. (laughs) Phil, Take care, guys. Phil Pritchard from the Hockey Hall of Fame, the keeper of the cup, joining us with some Stanley Cup stories. We'll be right back with a sports update. More with Moose. Gary Lawless and Arash Madani on the way. It is the 500th episode of the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds. Full service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody, to the RP Show. It is episode number 500. And just before we get into the sports update, our good friend Stephen Jacobson watching from uh, Crosby, North Dakota. Late to log in. Would have been great for the 500th show to originate from Daytona. Daytona 500. Congratulations. I dropped the ball, okay? <laughs> well, the border is still closed, last I recall. That's but right. Darren was talking about some special on-location uh, episodes. Adam Schultz says, uh, Brian Snow, hope things are going better today. Praying for you, man. Our Carolina NFL correspondent, Brian Snow, having some health issues here it came coming out of the weekend. I actually just sent him a note. So, Snowman, we're with you, man. Let us know what we can do for you. Sports update, Jonathan Marchessault recorded his fourth career hat-trick to lead the Vegas Golden Knights to a 5-1 victory over the Colorado Avalanche. That series is now 2-2. Game was played in front of 18,081 people, the largest crowd to attend an NHL game this season. Only four teams have battled back from a 3-0 deficit to win a playoff series in NHL history. That's the challenge facing the Winnipeg Jets after they dropped Game 3 to the Canadiens 5-1 last night. Game four is tonight, if I may. The challenge is to not win four. The challenge is to win one. How do people not get this, Moose? That's right. Win one, then win one more, right? Yeah, when people... Now I get why the media is so... Sorry, 
Well, the coaches get so mad at the media because they don't get the mentality of what you need to win. Cliches are cliches for a reason, right? Yeah. The reason, the reason, and you don't want to, I hate using cliches, even though we use them often, but it's just the cliche. How do you eat an apple, right? One bite, One at, bite a time. at a time. And an elephant, too. And an elephant, too. Alex Bocage scored in double overtime. Nicholas Hurtubis made 48 saves, and the Victoriaville Tigre won the Quebec Major Junior League Championship with a 3-2 win over the Val d'Or Ferrer on the weekend. The Tigres won the best of seven series 4-2 to earn their second President's Cup. Victoriaville hadn't advanced to the Q final since winning its first title in uh, 02. So they got it. They got it done, Moose, and kudos to the Q for doing that. I don't oh, yeah. really know how they did it. I know. They had some bubbles, obviously. Yeah. A lot of stress there. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers announced today the club has signed free agent defensive end Jonathan Kongbo to a one-year contract. He was originally selected fifth overall by Winnipeg in the 2019 CFL draft. He went on to play 12 games during that Great Cup winning season, recording 12 tackles and one sack. That from our Bomber friends this morning. It was a wild finish in the Bronx between the AL East rival Red Sox and Yankees. Xander Bogarts hit a two-run single with two outs in the 10th. To lead Boston over New York 6-5, the Red Sox swept a three-game series at Yankee Stadium for the first time since 2011. And Floyd Mayweather Jr. outclassed YouTube personality Logan Paul but couldn't stop him inside the distance. Mayweather and Paul boxed an eight-round exhibition in Miami with a bout not being scored. No winner was declared. Post-fight punch stats showed the 44-year-old Mayweather com- comfortably ahead on total and power shots. This sports, uh, sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. They're rocking, by the way. We were there Friday for lunch, and they said, uh, it's been rocking. So it's good. That's really good. Yeah, packed in there, which you love to see, especially for our sponsors. So it's, it's good. We know that we got a great relationship with those guys. So that's always great. And um, for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I will slip this in. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, Nelson Hakowicz, has said Peyton Krebs has won the Bobby Clark Trophy as WHL top score. I've got that coming up in our next sports update, Nelson, next hour. I couldn't decide, so I went with the Blue Bomber news from today and not the Peyton Krebs news. But... I've been doing a lot of talking here. What do you got on your mind today? I mean, I got more, but no, I don't want to hog it all. Keep rolling. It's great. I mean, there's just so much going on. I've been thinking a lot about that June 14th news date in the Canadian Football League and, you know, what that's really going to mean. What are the players expecting to hear on that day? That's that's interesting to me. And my also my mind's been, been very cloudy with Julio Jones. Stuff <laughs> over the weekend, you know. You're excited, aren't you? Of course. Why not, right? It doesn't happen that often. But to temper the expectations, I do remember for a short period of time, the Titans did have Randy Moss on their roster, and that did nothing for them. It was the end of his career, too. So I'm trying to keep a realistic viewpoint on this, that it doesn't mean that we're winning Super Bowls necessarily. But it is a big ad. Better's better. Better's better. Monty Classen's watching in Saskatoon. He says, can I have your job? You absolutely can. Anybody who wants it can have it. And I'll come in to clean up the mess. You know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> you saw that I put a photo on my uh, Twitter story from Deer Valley yesterday. Yes. Uh, golf and estates. And somebody wrote me and said, ah, the life of a sportscaster. I'm like, should I feel guilty? It's great. 
Doesn't we got no stress? Wait, doesn't everybody get to golf on the weekend? Yeah, it's it's amazing. What can I say? I get, can we go to a break right now? By looking at the clock, let's go to a break because I want to talk about something. When we come back, there was some people making noise about Vegas playing to a full house the last right. two nights, last two games, and called the Golden Knights irresponsible. And uh, I want to address that when we come back, okay? So we'll be right back for viewer takeover. On the way, Gary Lawless of the, those Golden Knights and Sportsnet Sarash Madani. You are watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, the University of Regina Rams are hosting their annual 50-50, and it's online and open to all of Saskatchewan, 19 and over. And stick with me for a second here. To enter the draw, all you have to do is go to RegineRams5050.com. The draw date is June 18th, and the jackpot is already over $18,000. The Rams bucket adorns our desk every day. Can, can you think about this for a second? You 300,000-plus people that go to Ryder games every year and buy your 50-50 tickets there? As we sit here today, there's no Ryder games, okay? And the Rams are going to play this fall. There's no 50-50 at the Ryder games. So the money that you were going to spend at those games, can you spend it here? At RegineRams5050.com. That would help them out immensely. There's a different twist, Darren, on just a little commercial read. You know what I'm saying? No, I like it. Because I think I don't like to pay for all these subscriptions now for The Athletic and Netflix and this and that. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. You had subscriptions when you were a kid to Sports Illustrated and Mad Magazine. and this. It's the same, right? Yeah, but uh, you don't think of it that way until you think of it that way. That's right. So I'm saying, can you please support the U of R Rams? Because you were going to do it anyways if you were going to the games. Uh, from our text line from Brady uh, for Prairie Mobile. Hey, Rod, how about them Habs? Woo! One went away from bringing out the brooms. Vegas has now made it a series, 2-2. I feel bad for anyone who paid to watch that Logan Paul versus Mayweather fight. Heard it was a hug fest. The poll question today was, did you watch the Mayweather-Logan Paul fight? And I put a third option in there. Yes, no, or the what? (laughs) Clark only put two options up. What is it, 94%? Yeah. Said, not a chance. I didn't watch it. No. I didn't even know what was going on until I read the article from the Asian sensation. Alan, the intern here, did a great job on the article. Didn't make me want to watch the fight, though. Sorry, Al. Well, Alan doesn't like him. He doesn't like those fights. <laughs> and I think, like, he thinks it's, he thinks it's dumb. He, he wants to see real okay. boxing. Okay, but here is a lesson, not in haterism, Alan, but you wrote about it, so I then knew about it. Even if you hated the idea. Think about it. Yes. So maybe not talk about the things that, that you don't like, and uh, that will have more impact. It's like the haters that we have. They just can't leave us alone. Stop watching. Turn us off. But you can't. How about that? How about that? 
Hi, Roddy. John, the Habs fan here. I'm sorry, my friend, but the Jets are done. The Habs will sweep them tonight. I'm going to get ahead of myself, but if they win the conference final, they will win the Stanley Cup. Congratulations on the 500th show, my friend. That's from John, the Habs fan. Uh, so I got a note from one of our sponsors, George, down at the Four Seasons. Yes. The Greek freak. He's changed his allegiances, I think, permanently from the Maple Leafs to the Seattle Kraken. He's officially done. But now he's kind of crying in his Diet Coke over... Habs fans. He's like, they're so annoying. They're talking about 1993. Proof positive right there, John. But that's, you said it. All fan bases are annoying. All all annoying. They're all annoying. (laughs) I love it. They're all annoying. Find me one that's not. Dallas Cowboys. Arizona. Because there is no fan base. Coyotes. The Coyotes. Yeah. But there is a fan base, absolutely. But they're all annoying. They all have their thing, you know, and we talked about this a little bit, and I won't go into all of them, but, like, Leafs fans think, well, everybody wants to play in Toronto. This guy, of course he's coming to Toronto. We're going to get him. And Oiler fans cry because they think McDavid should be getting drawing a lot more penalties. Right. Everybody's, you know, hauling down McDavid way too much. And Vancouver fans are annoying because they don't want anybody else to cheer for them. This is our team. You're not allowed to cheer for our team. They don't want anybody else, unless you're from Vancouver, to cheer for the Canucks. So every fan base is like that. Bob from Grand Prairie. Gold. Well done, Team Canada. Ken in Saskatoon, congratulations on 500 episodes, Rod, Darren, and crew. We are all enlightened and entertained. You make us feel something every episode. Ken from Saskatoon, whose uh, life partner is a nurse. And I think I've angered him a little bit with my comments on um, coronavirus and, and COVID controls. And I understand we only have a minute left here. So, shucky darns, I won't have a lot of time to go into this Vegas thing, but it was a female national reporter who said the Vegas Golden Knights were being irresponsible for filling their arena the last two games. And my initial thought on that was two things. One, they're over it. They're over COVID, okay? Number two, it's really none of your business. What they do in Las Vegas, I don't think they were ignoring any uh, health measures. Clearly, they wouldn't have done it if it was dangerous. What's the difference? Why, 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 do, why are we still on this? We're in Canada doing our thing. You're in Canada doing your thing. Let them do their thing, okay? They've moved on. Gary Lawless from the Golden Knights next hour in Sportsnet's Arash Madani 2 coming up on Hour 2 here on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.